Hi, I'm Ross Greenwood and welcome to The Money Minute. Sorry I haven't done one for just a little while. Been moving house, doing a whole bunch of stuff, so I apologise. But I do want to come back to a theme that we've had since the very beginning of The Money Minutes, and that is the government's ability to cope in a recession. Right now, there is growing evidence that the government is going to have to extend the relief to the economy beyond September. Remember, the key relief right now is the Job Keeper program. Uh, and also Job Seeker, where the allowances have been increased to some $550 per week, doubled effectively. But the problem there is right now, Job Seeker, for those people who are unemployed, is now higher than the allowance for those people on age pensions. But the mounting problem for government is also the fact that there are now fewer taxpayers and therefore government deficits are going to rise significantly because given that PAYE taxpayers traditionally provide about half of the income for government, when you've got fewer people working and more people on welfare, clearly that is not a good thing for the government's economy. Now, on the plus side, of course, the AAA credit rating, to much fanfare, was acknowledged as being sort of robust at this stage, but you just wonder whether that is just a comparison with other countries, which clearly are a whole bunch worse than Australia. And also today, you start to see more information coming out from a variety of sectors about those most affected in terms of jobs lost as a result of the coronavirus recession. Now, just a few things here. Number one is if you consider right now that there are around about uh, 3 million people on the JobKeeper program, there are another 2 million public servants in Australia, that's 5 million. Now, traditionally, what you have got is around 12.5 million Australians work. It's about half of the number of people in the country. Now, if you consider that of that 12.5 million people, there are 5 million who are already reliant on the government for their incomes then you've got a fundamental problem that it means that there's around 7.5 million people out of the 25 million people in this country right now who are actually paying tax. And the truth is that even of those, say, 7 million people or so who are paying tax, the vast majority of them might not be paying net tax to the government because of the benefits they receive back from the government itself. And so really what you've got is the increasing burden of taxation is either number one, falling on a fewer number of people in our community, and or the second thing is that the government simply has to incur even more debt to keep on going. A few bits and pieces here also. Anecdotal evidence is that the Treasurer Joss Frydenberg is right now canvassing a wide range of people in the business community to see what they think will happen after September this year. In other words, can the government start to reduce benefits to those people who are unemployed? Can it start to reduce the, the impact of the JobKeeper to try and help the budget get back into balance? The answer to that would almost be an overwhelmingly no response is coming from the business community. I know a number who have been spoken to by the Treasurer who have really given him, in many ways, a very pessimistic view. So now, if you consider going back to early March when coronavirus started to hit and the unemployment rate started to rise, the Bureau of Statistics today says the accommodation and food sector has seen job losses of 28.6% since that time. The arts and recreation sector has seen job losses of 23.9%. And even if you go to wages, 
the amount of wages paid in that accommodation and food sector down by 21.4%, which therefore means less tax for the government, more people in that sector on the JobKeeper taking money from the government, and even the mining sector, which has seen to be almost in, in some ways the, the shining light of Australia's economy, its wages bill is down 15.4% in that time. And so right now, as the government tries to contemplate what happens next, think about, say, for example, the, the collapse of, of Sea Folly, a retail business in the fashion industry. There's more of those coming. So it's even fallen into administration while there's been the Band-Aid allowing company directors to trade while insolvent. So how many more of those are around after September 25 when technically that Band-Aid is supposed to come off? There's also 6,000 Qantas workers who are going to lose their jobs and potentially another 5,000 workers at Virgin who may lose their jobs as a result of a restructuring of that airline. So there's more job losses to come. The problem of it is it doesn't matter who loses a job in a family, it actually limits the amount of money that family has got, not only to pay its bills, but also to go out and buy a home or even to be able to maintain the existing mortgage they've got. In many of the highly priced cities of Australia, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane to a certain extent, you need two incomes to make certain you can keep that mortgage paid. If one of those incomes is either compromised or disappears altogether, then the ability to maintain that mortgage also becomes compromised. Therefore, at some stage, you face a, a dilemma. Do you either A, go back to the bank, try and refinance, throw yourself on their mercy, in which case it becomes the bank's problem, which is the classic recessionary tale, or indeed, do you actually somehow try and find more work, which is not there? Now, while you've actually got JobKeeper out there, many people with second incomes in a family might actually be okay. You can keep the balls in the air. Some people on JobSeeker, in fact, find themselves better off right now. Sadly, anecdotal evidence is that some JobSeeker and JobKeeper payments are going through um, gaming facilities where you've seen poker machine revenues significantly higher since they've been allowed. In, in particular, New South Wales is the one where I understand the situation reasonably well. So the government right now has a significant dilemma. It cannot, in many ways, afford to stop the relief to those people who lose their jobs, who have lost income. And yet what is quite clear is that the scheme is generous, overly generous, to the point it will cost future taxpayers significant amounts of money. You can't have an economy where you don't allow everybody to go broke at some stage if they don't have enough money. But then there's compassion. You can't have so many people going broke that it simply weighs on the overall economy. These are dilemmas that Scott Morrison and Josh Frydenberg face right now. It's tough for them. It's tough politically. It's tough economically. And it's certainly going to be tough for Australia and the economy. And this is the reason why when you start to see stories about Australia sailing through and doing better than the rest of the world... All very true, all very well. The problem is that tough times are still to come ahead in Australia. Many business people know this. Many people are watching to see what happens next because the truth is it's about the government right now and its policies that will decide the course of the economy and the fortunes of many Australians. Sorry for the bad news, but that's the reality of the situation as I see it right now. I'm Ross Greenwood and this is The Money Minutes.